A lift in iron ore production and prices puts even more money into the pockets of some of Australia's wealthiest people. We'll pick through the rich list later. And we'll also hear about plans to send packets of Aussie avocado pulp to Asia. Hello, I'm Kath McAloon. Construction has begun on a $75 million green power plant in far north Queensland that will generate enough electricity to power 60,000 homes. The plant will use bagasse, a byproduct from the sugarcane milling process to create energy at MSF Sugar's Atherton Tablelands Mill. The company's CEO, Mike Barry, expects to start feeding power into the network in just over a year. Now, what we're doing is actually converting over to very large high-pressure boilers, installing a very large turbine, just like a, a normal power station, but using that waste fibre, going to be uh, firing um, high-pressure boiler, which drives the turbine, and then exporting that power into the grid. Sticking with energy news, and irrigators at Narrabri in the northwest of New South Wales say there's not enough baseline data to protect water sources from a major coal seam gas project. Their concerns have been detailed in Namoy Waters' submission on the environmental impact statement for the Santos Narrabri gas project. Board member Matt Norrie is worried that if approved, the project could be rapidly expanded. There's every possibility that it may happen. They've got the PELs, the reserves, I believe, to be. There, they're presented to their investors that they believe that there's uh, gas all the way down through the Liverpool Plains down to Murrurundi, up as far as north as Moree. Personally, that's my largest concern with this project is that this is just the start of, of something much bigger. But Santos say they have no plans to increase the size of the project. The rice harvest in the New South Wales River Rena has more than tripled this year. With just weeks of harvest remaining, growers have delivered more than 750,000 tonnes of rice to processor Sunrise. The company's Tom Howard says a wet year and more water in the southern Murray-Darling has helped boost the crop. Yeah, with the increase in water allocations, we certainly saw a really strong return to rice growing this season. And the biggest crop in three years, but yeah, we had 242,000 tonnes last year and we're expecting over 800 this year, so it's been a very good return to rice growing. And Australia is harvesting more timber than ever before. An ABARES report says both the volume and value of harvested logs reached record levels in 2015-16 and was worth more than $2.3 billion. Jim Cooper of the Port of Portland in southwest Victoria says they're exporting 3 million tonnes of hardwood each year, compared with half a million tonnes eight years ago. Well, the ships are getting bigger, so we, we have a lot of ships coming in every year. We're quite close to capacity of our berths, but we're also doing very, very high volumes, so there's a, there's a lot of effort on the shiploading side. After more than 15 years of lobbying, Northern Territory and South Australian livestock groups are welcoming plans to upgrade a key intersection for cattle trucks. The intersection at Yorkies Crossing Road and the Stewart Highway north of Port Augusta will be improved with a new cattle transfer facility. Triple road trains aren't allowed to travel south of Port Augusta and currently cattle are loaded onto smaller trucks on the side of the road. Livestock SA says the upgrade will make the intersection safer and will speed up up the flow of cattle between SA and the NT. Consumers in Southeast Asia will soon be able to eat Australian avocado fresh from vacuum-sealed packages. Queensland cooperative Sunfresh is packaging avocado pulp using new technology which will keep it fresh for up to 14 days if refrigerated or a year if frozen. Sunfresh chairman Henry Kwasinski says processing and packaging the fruit will allow them to get around export protocols for selling into Asia. 
because it's processed, it doesn't go under this fresh fruit stuff and it's frozen. So it means we have no protocol issues with fruit fly or any other pests or diseases. Finally, higher rural property values, ramped up iron ore production and better commodity prices have helped two of the richest Australians increase their wealth in the past year. This year's Financial Review Rich List of Australia's wealthiest individuals has seen miner Gina Reinhart, who also has agricultural investments, come in at number three with $10.4 billion. Fellow miner and farmer Andrew Forrest made number six on the list. Rich List editor John Stensholt says higher iron ore prices helped Miss Reinhardt add $4 billion to her bank balance in the past year, while Andrew Forrest also enjoyed a big jump in his wealth. Andrew Forrest, so Twiggy Forrest, doubled his wealth this year. He went from $3.3 billion to $6.84. So if you want to be exact, and a lot of that's through, through these share prices Fortescue. So uh, it's iron ore prices going back up and, and people you know, diving back into those stocks. So his, his wealth's gone up a lot. He's also in agriculture, so rural property's gone up a lot too. For today, that's Rural News.